Make home your favorite new restaurant this spring with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so good? It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar, and save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers package are four iconic fork tender Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets. Yum, I love those. And so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you'll also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today. Save over 50% plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C. Today, my guest is Jody Hamilton from the bunkers. Jody Hamilton, I adore her. And I just want to say real quick, we didn't talk about politics very much. We did at the very end of the show, but the beginning of the show, we we're just shooting the shit and we were having fun. We talked. We did talk about vaccines, but... We talked about Los Angeles and kittens and where we used to live and earthquakes and all that stuff. So it was one of those shows where it's like listening in to two women having a conversation about whatever they felt like talking about. Now, you know, I like to keep these intros short. I do have a new tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad free and intro free. Well, it's just a a brief little intro and I will get to that in a second but the start me up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman run it's patrons who keep the show going so thank you to each and every one of you who do support the show if you enjoy today's podcast take a look at the about page check out some of the past guests you'll see that I've interviewed mostly political people we usually converse about politics but occasionally I interview an actor because I used to be one and I like to talk to them but you can find all the information at patreon.com slash start me up. I do two free shows per week on Mondays and Wednesdays, and those are always followed by patrons only show called What's Up with me, Kimberly Johnson. That's where I talk about whatever I feel like talking about. A lot of it's from my own personal life. And I just sometimes I rant, sometimes I talk about just like I said, anything. I also at least once a month do a patrons only show with a guest. And then as I mentioned, I have the new tier on Patreon that allows you to listen to the show ad free. And with just a brief intro, if you sign up for that tier, you get everything delivered to your email box, access to all of my shows and everything that I do. And that's at patreon.com slash start me up. You can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I always include my email. You can use that with PayPal. And you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, if you like the show, please rate it and give me a review. I always appreciate that, and thank you to everyone who has. That's it. Please enjoy my conversation with Jody Hamilton. Welcome back to the show, Jody. Thank you, Kimberly. I love being here. I love it when you're here, and I'm always so happy <laughs> when you have time. <laughs> Especially because, oh my God, I had such... I, I don't know why, but I had a really hard day yesterday. It was just not good. And I was like crying and, and just in a bad way. I think part of it was... Um, 
when I woke up, like every morning I wake up and it used to be that Miranda, my kitty would, she would come on my chest and then she would like, she would position herself, but then she would look over at Bob and then she kind of creep over to him and tap him on the shoulder. And then he would pet her a certain way that only Bob knew how to pet her. And she loved it so much. And so we don't have any more, you know, we don't have any cats after she passed away. And the thing is, is it's like, I don't, you know, our lease is up in, uh, I think it's next February. So there's really nowhere to put a litter box. We can only really put it in the kitchen or Mm -hmm. in the bathroom Bob uses, but then he can't have privacy. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, and there's, my bathroom is too small. So it's like, I just, I can't, that's the one thing that's like, I don't want to freaking have, I mean, it's like the, it's like the pantry. Mm-hmm. It's not, we don't store food there, but the washer and dryer and trash is there, but it's not a lot of room and mm-hmm. I want to get two cats. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cat litter all over the fucking kitchen floor. <laughs> and I just like, I can't deal. So, and you know, there was this, he sent me, um, a while back he sent me this house that is in a, it's a little bit north of us, but the rent was about the same and it was this huge house. Nice. And so I don't know what we're going to do, but it's like, I, I think I highly recommend the house situation yeah. and at least two cats, because if you get two cats and you leave town, right. say that's to, it. I don't know, come visit here. perhaps. <laughs> um, well, yes, that's what we're good. I mean, I want the two cats for when we go see his mom because well, we only yeah. spend like one night. I can take my, the cats to my mom's house if we're going to go to LA or something like that. But, um, and I couldn't take Miranda because she would pee. So, you know, and it's like, oh my, but, but that's like, that started my morning. And I think I, have you ever like had those days where you just feel weepy? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, that was my first thought and it triggered me for the whole day and I, I pulled myself out of it, but it was like, I don't know. It's just, I don't even remember even why I started talking about this, but I, okay. But well, Kimberly, <laughs> let me say if, if you, if you and Bob are lucky enough to get your first shots today or J and J and be one and done, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, our neighbors that live a block and a half away, their their feral cat just had six kids. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and she's living right now under their deck. They literally Aww. have a, they have a board that they unnailed so that they can check up on her and her six kitties. And Aww. we got to meet them um, when they were what a week old, right, Lonnie? He can't hear me. Um, <laughs> he's got headphones on. He's not paying attention. Actually, he never pays attention, so whatever. Um, so we went over there, and, and they lifted the board, and she was looking at us. And this is a feral cat. I mean, mm-hmm. she's been living with them, but she's an outdoor cat. She doesn't go inside their house, really. And so she looked up, and he and Dan, the, the one of the husbands, was like, hello, hello. And she's just, like, looking up at him with such love in her Aww. eyes. And she actually, she let me pet her and her kittens. Oh, and they are about as, they're about two inches long. Oh, my God. Their eyes weren't even open yet. So, I mean, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, <laughs> say, in the next six weeks, you'll be fully vaccinated. You're welcome to come here and maybe pick up a couple cats. Oh, my God. I just, I, I really, I'm not sure where we're going to, you know, what we're going to do, when it's going to happen. Because there could just be a thing where I go, fuck it. And, you know. I don't know. Right. We'll figure it out. Or we might decide that, you know, we'll leave where we live now and choose a different place. I don't know. But it's just it was just it was a tough day yesterday. And I mean, I'm feeling better today. And I, I kind of made the decision to feel better because it's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm surrounded by these 
people who are going through these very difficult times. Like I know you've heard Sherry Jacobus has cancer. Right. And, right. you know, she's been messaging me and stuff. And then my, my um, what is she? She's my dad's cousin's daughter. And she has. So she's it, one of your cousins. Yeah, basically. So, uh, like second. She's cousin, like your third, second. Third, no, wait. Third. Like, I think it's, like it's third. your dad's first. Your dad's first cousin. Yes. And it's their child. Yes. So it's your dad's first cousin once removed. So you guys are second cousins. There you go. She's got that. Um, oh God, what's it called? It's. Uh, it's the brittle bone disease, and it's the. Oh, like osteoporosis, or it's not no, that worse it's, than that. It's it's worse than that because she's Ooh. she's tiny and she's in a wheelchair. Have you been watching the Q thing? A little, yeah, I've I've watched four episodes. Okay, it's so quite the, disturbing. The, so it's the same thing that that guy in the yeah oh, we're going to talk okay. about that. It, it's it's okay. called something and I can never remember the name. Yeah, I can't either. But, but yeah, she, it's a horrible disease. It's horrible. And but she, it's she's fucking amazing because my mother and her mother were pregnant at the same time, and at one point her mother's because my mom's like oh my god I can really feel my kid kicking and everything, and and she said, I don't feel it anymore. Oh, and no, and it was like yeah, and my mom just like my mom's heart dropped, and and they you know, and then obviously, but the thing is, her name is Tracy. She's a freaking lawyer, you know. I mean, she's like, cool. she, and, and I don't even think they thought she was gonna live uh, uh, like a full life. I mean, up into adulthood, and we're the same age. She's a lawyer. She's got kids. I mean, she adopted kids, and she's married um, something imperfecta. That's what it is, osteo imperfecta or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it but it makes your bones brittle like glass, and they can break very easily. And so, uh, you know, I mean, she was just in the hospital because she had a bowel blockage, and she said that the bowel blockage was more painful than anything she's experienced with, you know, her her issue, her mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Um, her brittle brittle bone disease is easier for me to, to remember, but it's like there's all these people around me, and they're going through these really tough times, and I, I feel like even though you know, my feelings are my feelings. It's like, shut the fuck up. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're you fortunate know. <laughs> and shut the fuck up. <laughs> let me, let me give you some, some, uh, perspective. When my mom years ago bought an apartment in New York and I mean, it was, my house was, is three times the size of that apartment and it, <laughs> and it cost several million dollars yeah. because it's New York and it was right. overlooking the park. And I mean, it was supposed to, the, the, her kitchen was as big as my smallest bathroom, yeah. you know? And talk about a galley. Basically, one person could fit in the kitchen at a time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a lovely view. I mean, it's been a high f- floor and all that stuff because she was planning on moving there again. And so she's like, I'm getting this apartment. And then all hell broke loose in the building. So she had plumbing issues. She had electrical problems and all this stuff. And she was distraught over this. And she said she called my sister Carrie and me. And she was like... I, I, I shouldn't, I, why am I crying? Why am I upset? I, I'm well off. I mm-hmm. can afford this place, but, you know, and I'm really upset about it. And, she's, and we're like, Mom, <laughs> yes, you can afford it, but this is traumatic when yeah. you buy a place and it falls apart. Right. You know, yes, you're lucky enough to be able to take care. She ended up selling the place and getting another place but because of the problems. But um, it's like, she goes, this is a rich person problem. Yes, it is, but it's still yeah. a problem. Right. So, Kimberly, yes, <laughs> you can feel terrible even though you're not as bad off as other people. You're allowed to feel bad. Everybody, everybody's everybody been going through this collective yeah. crap. Yeah. Uh, the whole planet's been going through this collective crap. Mm-hmm. And we're, we see the corner, but we're not there yet. Yeah. I mean, and California fucking, I mean, I loved Gavin Newsom. I think he's doing as good a job as he possibly can mm-hmm. be with crap that he's been dealt mm-hmm. with. And 
He's he's decided, nope, let's open up the theaters if you're in, no. a, in an orange area, which is L.A. County. Like, if yeah. you're in a red or purple, you can't do certain things. But where, where we are, because we're flat at the moment in L.A., mm-hmm. um, but still too high. It's still six per 100,000 people are getting sick. Mm-hmm. Um it's he wants to open up theaters at, like yeah. movie theaters are already open at 25% but now he wants to open up concert venues and i'm like if you want to do it at the hollywood bowl or at the greek right. theater i'm down with that cuz mm-hmm. that's outdoors yes. and they're big and but no he's talking about opening the saban and opening right. up you know regular venues not bars yet but venues where people can gather mm-hmm. at limited capacity and it's like and then some of the th- you know you still have to mask up and da 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 this that yeah. and the other thing but it's like no 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 yeah. please no I mean right now we <laughs> can eat we can dine indoors if we decide if we go out to a restaurant in LA County mm-hmm. if you want to eat inside in a restaurant it's like think it's twenty five percent capacity hmm. but when Lonnie and I have gone to eat outside to a restaurant we're mm-hmm. like no we'd, we'll wait the thirty minutes to eat outside thank right. you very much right you know because we you can sit inside right now no I'm good <laughs> so you've been you've been vaccinated now what did Once. you get. We got the Pfizer. Uh-huh. And that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, see, I was really glad because when we made the appointment, because literally April Fool's Day was the first day people 50 and up in California could get vaccinated. Yeah. And so I was trying to get an appointment prior to, once it was announced, I was trying to get an appointment. And Walgreens, was I was able to because they, other um pharmacies were not even allowing you to make the appointment until april 1st Mm -hmm. but walgreens was like this is the first time you can get an appointment so this is the first appointment Mm -hmm. available and we only had to go to about six miles from here oh that's easy yeah really close by i mean there's literally there's a rite aid half a mile from my house that has (laughs) pfizer right that we could have walked to Mm -hmm. but um they weren't allowing us to get the appointment so mm-hmm. it was like okay whatever so when we made the appointment they made the second appointment online immediately they didn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like because a lot of places you go in, you get the shot then you make your second appointment right uh most likely based on the drug that you're getting or the vaccine mm-hmm. that you're getting so when they made the second appointment it was automatically for april 29th which is 28 days later mm-hmm. so my assumption was it would it was going to be Moderna because oh, that's right. yeah. the 28-day protocol. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't, I'd rather not get Moderna. If I have a choice, I want Pfizer, but hmm. I will take what I can get because yes. I will take what I can get because I'm not stupid. <laughs> and, and maybe it'll make my boobies bigger because it's Dolly Parton's um, vaccine. No. Lonnie just did a thumbs up on that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Why didn't you want the Moderna one? Because of the side effects of it. Oh, I see. Apparently okay. more people on the yeah. second dose mm-hmm. are being affected by Moderna than Pfizer. Yeah, and, and that's true. I've heard that same thing. The anecdotes, the anecdotal evidence seems to be that with when uh, Stephanie Miller and Travis, Travis gets his second shot, I think, next week. So uh-huh. he will be the test study of right. somebody I know that's close to me. Um, and then Chris Lavoie gets his second Pfizer shot on April 15th. So... Mm. I'll know what how his reaction right. was. Um, plus, they've all had COVID, so it's going to be interesting. Yes. I'm, we're we're going to have all these, like, Petri dishes of who's had COVID and who hasn't yeah. that know each other. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> and also Pfizer, their reporting of it's six months out, there's still mm-hmm. good efficacy, and yeah. it's 100% effective 100. in children, and it's, yes. you know, and all these things. So, and it looks like with the Pfizer vaccine so far – 
it doesn't transmit if you're vaccinated with Pfizer and you catch COVID, you can't transmit it to somebody else, which mm. is super important. And they're looking, I think, probably in another month or two of applying for full FDA authorization based on their new reporting. Interesting. And like I said, most people with Pfizer on the second dose aren't getting sick. The bad, like yeah. Tom Hartman's wife just got her second dose the other day, like last week, and she said to him, "Honey, I think they gave me water. I feel <laughs> fine." Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm pretty sure my brother got the Pfizer now. My brother had COVID, mm -hmm. and he got it around Christmas time, and then he just got the Pfizer vaccine recently, and mm -hmm. he actually did get sick a reaction uh -huh. and that you know he thinks you know they're surmising or figuring that it's coming from the fact that he already has the antibodies so it's like getting the second shot yeah it's giving him a booster right so um and of course then he'll get the second shot but so it'll be interesting to see what happens on that but i mean he he didn't he said he thought he had a fever he didn't take his temperature but he did have the uh shivers and the bone mm -hmm. he had a lot of the well, shivers was, yeah uh, my mom got moderna but she didn't have shivers she just right. she didn't get a fever but she got the uh, aches and felt really exhausted. And, you know, it's also fascinating to me. It's like, I don't know why, but it is. I mean, I, I've been getting a flu shot, and I, I'm not 100% consistent. I have skipped some years. But I get them now because even though my parents get them, I feel like I'm around kids and older people, and I just don't want to risk it. And the last time I got the flu, oh, my fucking God, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was two weeks of fucking hell. And um, I, you know, would like to avoid that, although I did lose a lot of weight. So there's always that. <laughs> but um, and that's always what I keep in my mind. Well, if I get it, maybe. But um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, but it's like obviously and when I get the flu shot, occasionally I get run down the second mm -hmm. day and then I'm fine, but never sick, you right. know, yeah, never I mean, feeling this sick. When I got my flu shot in September, um, I initially didn't feel so great. And then I got this sore throat that I didn't lose for like oh, six that's right. weeks, yeah. remember? And so and that's when I got my COVID test because I was like, do I have COVID? Um, and people are saying that people that have had COVID do get a reaction mm -hmm. to the shots, apparently. Mm -hmm. And then another anecdotal evidence, and I'm sure they're um, studying this, is the long haulers. Because mm -hmm. I have several friends that are long haulers. Yeah, Alyssa Milano is one. Yeah. Okay. So she had that had heard of the list because we're we're so tight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she comes over every weekend. I get to pet the ponies. It's very nice. Now I'd love for her to come over every weekend. Um, uh, anyway, besides Alyssa, that my friend Demetria, who is in her 40s, she's young too. Um, and then um, a, a girl, a woman I know um, back east in D.C. In fact, she was donating antibodies for six months. Oh wow. Um, uh, and really so they're amazing. all, yeah, I mean, she had, they were calling them super antibodies cause she kept like, so she kept just donating plasma like crazy, mm. which is great cause that's yeah. helping. Right. Um, but they're from anecdotal evidence is people that are long haulers when they get a vaccine, all of a sudden their symptoms start to go away. Yeah, that's right. I've heard that. And that is so promising. It is. Oh my it God. Really I can't is. even imagine. I mean, I remember Alyssa did that video where she was brushing her hair and her hair was coming out. And of course people were like, oh, hair comes out all the time. And it's like, fuck you. This is a real symptom. And, yeah. um, you know, and it's interesting because my niece is six years old. And I don't know if you remember, I posted that photo of her. She was wearing this like pink hat and glasses and a mask. Mm -hmm. And she was joining her hair f started falling out. Oh it just no. like in big, huge clumps. <gasps> and I mean, she's six years old. So thankfully she doesn't care. 
but right. it was freaking me out. And the other day, my father said, you know, I mean, she wasn't completely bald, but she has a wig. Mm. And uh, they got Is this. It, I mean, it does grow back? Well, I mean, it started. Thank oh God. Because we didn't know. Nobody, they don't know why it fell out. And, you know, my mother was like, well, did maybe she, because I know her father got COVID. They've all been tested and she's never been tested positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been incidents like uh, there were a couple of times where she was exposed to it and they weren't tested because they found out later after the fact and nobody experienced any symptoms. Right. And, you know, my mom's like, well, maybe she had it and never experienced, you know, had the symptoms. She was asymptomatic and but she's carrying it. And maybe that has something to do with it because kids experience you know, unique things right. with COVID. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I really do wish, though, that the, with all the mask holes, that they, they would, like, their dicks would fall yeah. off. Or, you know. I know. <laughs> Something would happen right. to all, every one of those people that are being dicks about mm-hmm. it, um, uh, who, you know, you know, liberate Michigan assholes, right. those motherfuckers. I wish they would all lose their hair, their <laughs> nose would fall off. Something so that it's physical, so yes. that you can't miss them. Yes. And, and and they get traumatized because of that yeah. so that they finally realize, put on a fucking mask. Guess what? Your hair will grow back. Your exactly. nose will yes, come back. Your exactly. dick will come back. You know? <laughs> I just, it's like, we are so close. And luckily, the anti-vax thing is decreasing. Like the people that say they're not going to get vaccinated, that number is getting less and less every day. Yeah. Um, which is good. Um, I know. Well, I was it? I, I just saw, let me see, Nate Silver posted that just 222 COVID deaths reported in the U.S. yesterday, which is the fewest since March 23rd, 2020. Wow. So that's, that's great. amazing, really. Well, and the new variants, though, are hitting younger people I now. I know, I know. Because they're fucking stupid. I know. And, you know, I saw that the variant is in, this, in the uh, uh, South Bay, or not the South Bay, up, up in uh, the Bay Area. God, thank you. The Bay well, Area. Yeah, we've got the we've got all sorts of we've got our own little variants here. Um, <laughs> we're fantastic. Um, <laughs> but apparently, I want to say it's the British variant is in Michigan and it's burning through there right wow. now. Um, and also, the good news about Pfizer is it's it's effective against the South African variant. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so that's also good news. That's mm-hmm. another reason I wanted Pfizer. It's like I want the strong one. I want the bionic one. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad that I got it, and I'm going to be able to see my mom on May 14th Yay. or 16th, um, uh, which is, we've seen her twice but in the last year, but again, outside, far right. apart. Yeah, yeah. And she's fully vaccinated. Her husband will be fully vaccinated at that point as well. And so we're going to see her the weekend after Mother's Day. Um, That's awesome. And, and what, which what, is, what, did, what did she get? Mom and Brian both got Pfizer. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and she didn't have any reactions to either of her shots. And it seems to be over 65, almost no reaction to the shots, huh. um, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Brian is uh, 64. So because um, my mom's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so he didn't have any reaction. His first shot, which he got a few days before Lonnie and I got ours. Um, and cause I guess Santa Barbara opened it up before LA County did, hmm. um, you know, who knows? Right. I mean, wow. Well, I mean, it just, it feels, you know, I, I pre-registered to vote. Mm. I'm devote. To vote to for you. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-registered for the vaccine mm-hmm. and it like I, on Friday morning, I mean, it just means that, you know, we're my, my age group right now 
it, I, I don't think we're going to be eligible until the 27th, but I think like if you show up at the grocery store and they have mm-hmm. extra, that's how you can kind of squeeze it in. But, uh, and, but I'm not sure though, because I think that I, I know that April 27th was the day that they said, okay, for my age group, I think it's just opened up to 16 to like to everybody at that point, 16 yeah. and older, but, um, they might get more vaccines, which could possibly open those days up. And the thing is, is on May 3rd, I'm, I have to go to my mom's and take care of her for her second hip surgery. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure it out so that I don't have to get my second shot early on while I'm taking care of her. You know what I mean? Because she's, she's going to need, you know, the last time I was there, she, when she had her first hip done, I think it was like several days into it, her, her, one of her legs started swelling up and it was a kind of worrisome because you, you have to watch out for blood clots and I had to take her to right. the hospital. And so it's like, I don't want to be feeling, I don't want to have a fucking fever or whatever, you know, I don't know what I'm going to experience. So I just, I, you know, I'm going to see what I can do, but I did pre-register. I'm going to take what I can get, but I'm just kind right. of like hoping in my mind that if I get one in the next week or so, it's like the Johnson and Johnson and then um, just because then it's one time. But right. yeah, I mean, now that you're telling me, I used to want Moderna because that's what Fauci got, but now I'm all for the Pfizer. You know, it's funny. My friend, my oldest and dearest friend, we've known each other almost 50 years. Um, uh, she's like, cause her mom is in her seventies. And so I texted her a while ago and I was like, did your mom already get vaccinated? And she says, we're both waiting for J and J. And I'm like, okay, you know, interesting (laughs) choice because your mom could have been vaccinated by now, but whatever. They live together, so it's no big deal for them. They're in their own bubble. And then um, a friend of mine who lives, who's got COPD and he's on a, I mean, I'm shocked he's lived through this past year. Um, His doctor is going to give him J&J in Louisiana as soon as he's got it. I mean, as soon as April 1st came along, I emailed my my doctor and I said, do you all have vaccine? Because I just come there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and and they called and they're like no we don't have it right now because i think the i knew she was going to get a freezer that could hold vaccine yeah but they the i don't believe the feds have released it to doctor's offices like they have to pharmacies yet they will yeah. eventually and i know she's going to get the j and j for sure because that's easy to right. um, house that's like a flu shot um but she's like just go to a pharmacy as soon as you can i'm like oh i will oh i'm going <laughs> You know, I mean, the fact that we could get it the first day we could get it was just so nice. And it was so easy. We just got there. They wanted us 15 minutes ahead of time. We pre- we filled out all the necessary paperwork ahead of time, so we had it on us. Mm-hmm. They were very organized. You check in, and then there were only, like, three people ahead of us in line. Wow. Since we got there about, because of, of me, I I'm the, I get this from my mother. I'm always early at places. Yeah, I'm, me too. And so we were there, at, like, our appointment was at 9.05 a.m., <laughs> and um, we got there at, like, 8.35. And so we checked in, got in line. We were out of there at, even after our 15-minute wait before our appointment was actually wow. scheduled. Wow, that's so cool. I just can't um, wait. I mean, I'm like, I felt this sense of hope just by pre-registering, you yeah. know? I mean, there, there is a part of me that I, I, I have a certain amount of anxiety in that I know there's going to be a lot of expectation now from family you know, right. we haven't seen each other for so long and you guys both didn't live here and right. we want to see you all the time. And it's like Bob and I are still us. You know, we're still right. homebodies and we like that. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, we want to see our families, but we just don't want it to be family overload because between the mm-hmm. two of us, there's a lot. We have divorced parents. 
Like mm-hmm. Bob's dad will be cool because he's pretty fucking chill, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, let's meet for lunch and that'll be that and everything's cool. But, right. you know, like everybody else wants you to spend the night and, know. you know, these. it's like, oh, my God. And it's like we we still have seen them in this last year, just not as often and didn't get to right. spend the same kind of time. But we've seen them. But it's like this. It, people are acting as like, oh, my God, it's been a decade and we haven't seen it. You know, it's like, ah. So there's a little bit of anxiety about that. But at the same time, I am looking forward because there is, I don't know, it's like we're never going to have this experience is going to follow us for the rest of our lives. And we'll always be mindful of it. And there will be other um, pandemics. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not the last one. And hopefully the next one won't be like this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even if you have like depending on how contagious and dangerous it is, even the best uh, scientists and, and experts you know, if it's if it's horribly contagious and horrible, I mean, if it's really, really bad and really, really deadly, it you know, that's just something we have to deal with and, and right. be aware of. But we've been able to to handle these pandemics pretty well until covid, until Trump, until Trump. I mean, I, Trump, you know, it's yeah. I've decided that in mid-June, since most of the people I know will have been vaccinated and yeah. fully vaccinated by then, we're going to have a small little gathering. Maybe I'll invite Alyssa because um, <laughs> we're so close. <laughs> if she listens to your show, she's going to laugh. She doesn't listen to my show. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> um, but, but I'll just invite everybody in the ERA list. Come on down. Come on down. Uh, oh, my God. That's so funny. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to be like everybody – I'm going to have a small little party outside and inside, yeah. you know, because as long as you're vaccinated, but right. if you're not vaccinated, you're not welcome. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're not welcome to my home until you are. And, and yeah. so it'll just be like 20 or 30 people. So you and Bob just make your, <laughs> get to, on a train now. We have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that's, well, that's one thing. Like we, I wanted to go to New York ever since mm-hmm. we moved here. And, you know, I mean, just in, having Miranda made it difficult of because course. I didn't have anywhere to take her. I couldn't take her to my mom's house and I didn't want to leave her alone. So I was really stuck right. in, in, a, in a difficult position. So we just didn't go anywhere. But, um, you know, I want to go. And, and actually, I'd like to do that in the fall. I'd love. I've never been mm. to New York in the fall. Oh, it's so lovely. Yeah. You're and I mean, I, his it. grandparents are from there. I mean, I've been to Manhattan before, but um, I've been twice. One time my girlfriend won a trip to the MTV Video Music Awards. That was in, I think, September of... 94 so we went wow. then and that was pretty fun and then I went another time it was right before 9-11 I flew home on September 10th and I was there for like a week and I had a good time but and it was really fun too because uh this I I won't say names just nobody will know her but she's got a little teeny tiny bit of notoriety but a girlfriend of mine she was an actor and she was on this television show that was like a reality show it was kind of like a reality show cross between sex in the city and like the real world or something Mm -hmm. and so it was her and this group of of women and she sent me a photograph before I went to go visit her and really the reason I went to visit her was a guy there was a guy that lived in New York that I wanted to see and so that's why I went but she sent me this photograph of all these women and they were all very pretty and slender and I'm like oh my god uh, you know I need to lose weight and I remember I went on this diet before <laughs> I went and I lost a whole bunch of weight and well for me which was maybe like 10 pounds but I was really thin and I was like 32 or 33 and we were all walking down the street we were dressed up to go out and we were all five of us were walking down the street and I swear to god it was like people everybody's head was turning because it was like models 
you know, right. and, and it, like it, it was so fucking cool to be like, I mean, it was I was just stepping in. They were already that group. I just got to hang out with them for five minutes and kind of experience with that because one of them was there were two of them that were models. And actually, my friend was a model, too. So um, and then one of them was just she was an actress and she was drop dead gorgeous. And it was like the power. It was I felt kind of like what it must feel like when that when those uh, like Christy Turlington and Cindy Crawford and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the top models of the time would all walk together. It's like the reaction. It was so funny, too, because I was walking down the street with her one day and just the two of us. And this man said, are you models? And I always would say the same thing. No, but I'm a model citizen. <laughs> I <remember laughs> just looked at my looked at me like, huh? But it was just, I would always, I would always say that, but, um, (laughs) that was so much fun. Like having that experience of being one of those girls walking down the street in Manhattan, you know, that's funny. Cause my sister, when I used to hang out with her in certain nightclubs in Hollywood and the, the, there was the, the time period in the late nineties where no matter whether there was one person in the club or the club was sold out, there was always a line. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just made people think, oh, I got to get in there. Right, exactly. And so it would, depending on what Carrie would wear, would depend on whether we had to wait in line or not. Yes, totally. And it was literally, I was like, ooh, I'm going to hang out with the outfit tonight. Because I just <laughs> called her the outfit. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny! Well, you know, it's, until it's, we got to know every doorman in town, right? Uh, then we would never have to wait in line or pay a cover. But yeah. I mean, it was literally, oh, the outfit is here. Oh Boom. my God, that's so funny, and that's so true. It oh, yeah. really does make a difference. And I mean, I remember because we used to go to the derby all the time, and we knew the doorman, so we could we could cut the line, and everybody would get all pissed off pissed off at us. But it was like, ha ha. <laughs> you know, oh, we no, can was, go in. <laughs> there was one time I was with my friend Phil Roy, who is very good friends with Carrie Elways. Who's that? I don't know who. Carrie that is. Elways was in. Uh, he was the guy in the Princess Bride. He was. Oh he was right, okay, okay, Pirate Robert. Yes. And um, so we were. My friend Candace and I were out with Phil and Carrie at the Improv, and they wanted Carrie wanted to go to the Roxbury, so we're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's go to the Roxbury. So we drive up to Sunset Boulevard and. There's a slight line, but they the doorman recognizes Carrie. Now, they had a strict dress code, which meant you hmm. couldn't wear tennis shoes. It was a thing. <laughs> That's funny. You could, I mean, there was like men didn't have to wear jackets per se, but it was kind of you had to look kind of cool, basically. Right, like yeah. tennis shoes, not, uh, not allowed. Right. Well, Carrie and Phil were both wearing tennis shoes with their nice suits, but they were wearing their little Miami Vice vibe going mm-hmm. on there. And... They're like, you can come in, but your friend can't. And Carrie goes, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he's wearing tennis shoes. And Candy and I were dressed up a little bit, and so we were allowed in. But we waited, and, and Carrie goes, well, why can I come in when I'm wearing the exact same shoes that Phil's wearing? And, and um, they said, well, you're Carrie always. He goes, well, then I'm not coming in. Wow. That's he's so like, cool. like, if you have a dress code, you have a dress exactly. code. Exactly. Wow. There you um, go. Carrie, That's Carrie's the thing. a sweet man. I like I like him a lot. He's just another side note about Carrie always for those of you first off he is that good looking. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> he did a he did a movie called Kiss the Girls years ago. And my brother was the makeup artist on that movie. And um so they became very good friends. And when Jeffrey was sick, uh Carrie came to the hospital and was with us for the whole week wow. before Jeffrey died. He donated Aww. blood. 
Um, just he's a he's a very very dear sweet yeah. lovely human being. So if you ever get a chance to meet him, just he's he's the kindest. I mean he's just such a lovely lovely man. Whenever I've seen him since then, he's like oh Jody hi. You know he's yeah. just he's a love. He's wow. just a love. Just so there's my carry always plug. <laughs> well you know. I, I got to say, I was talking to my mom earlier this morning because part also yesterday, like when, when you when I'm in that weepy mode, my mm-hmm. mind will just go to and I want that and then this and that. <laughs> it's like you just pick out everything that you think is wrong. And, and so I don't know what it was that triggered me. But, you know, I mean, there's definitely times I miss Los Angeles, maybe not Los Angeles, but Southern California per se. And mm-hmm. anyway, it's like that. I, I thought to myself, that's my home. This is where I live. And. It's, it's difficult for me to say I want to move back there just because I know fire season continues to get worse. There's always, the, you know, there, there's the same issues that I had with living there when I was there and I wasn't in love with it that, because I always had a love-hate. It was right. like part of me hated it, part of me loved it, but, but it is part of me. It is like I lived there for more than 40 years and I lived Mm -hmm. everywhere. I mean, I lived in Hollywood. I lived in, you know, Los Angeles and Glendale and Torrance. And I mean, fucking I lived everywhere. Laurel Canyon. So I feel like and plus being an outside sales rep and driving around the whole L.A. basin, I knew it like the back of my hand. And it was just the other thing about it is that I identify with the collective, I guess, uh, psychology of it, where here it's a little bit more like and I say this in quotes, traditional. Yes, it's more traditional, and pe- but people are a little bit more uptight here on the whole. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but like the DC crowd is a more uptight crowd than the LA crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, LA is very laid back. And it's not to say that LA people are better. It's just they're different. They have, you know, a different way of looking at things. And there's things about LA that I fucking hate. And then mm-hmm. there's just things about it that I absolutely love and adore. And, but I miss it. And it feels like um, it feels like a part of me. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, you know, just so you know, we had a small earthquake today. I know. Freaking made national news. <laughs> I like, know. Seriously, it was a four. <laughs> I know. I mean, it woke us up, mind right. you, and, and the cat ran out of the yeah. room, and I'm like, I know so fours are nothing. It's like seriously, it's like a truck driving by. Exactly. I mean, it, it shook for it shook for a while. Yeah. Like I would go maybe ten seconds, and we it was down by the by the airport, which is I think why it made news because it was right. by the airport. It's the only reason a four <laughs> would make fucking news in California <laughs> nationally, because I mean it shook, and w- I went okay, and then the cat split, yeah. and so I went and found her. She was just staring out the window. Like, <laughs> Can I go there now? It's like no. And so I grabbed her and I brought her back into the bedroom and closed the door just in case that mm-hmm. was a foreshock mm-hmm. to a bigger earthquake because I wanted to know where she was. Right, yeah, yeah. Because the, Nor- the Northridge earthquake, we uh-huh. just moved into this house. And so we had no furniture. Oh, my God. And um, up until that, because we moved in in October of 93, so it was the day before my birthday in January of 94. Wow. And I had had my wow. room, my bedroom was, did you hurt yourself? Um, my bedroom was a dog-free zone for those three months. I wasn't letting my dog sleep with me. I don't know why. It was crazy. <laughs> and so I hadn't slept with my dogs in three months. And my boyfriend at the time had a 102 temperature, so he didn't go to work oh, wow. that night. So we were sleeping in what is now my bar, mm-hmm. which had like a futon in it, naturally, because <laughs> it was the 90s and I was in my 20s. Yeah. And um, so we're sleeping with the dogs <laughs> in this room, which had just a television in a low 
uh, cabinet. So we were just kind of watching TV, and we fell asleep. And then the planet starts moving, like an Etch-A-Sketch mm-hmm. being erased. And um, the first thing I said was, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I said, oh, where are the dogs? That was the next thing yeah. out of my mouth. And my, my boyfriend's holding me. Now, he's from Philadelphia. He's like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. like, it's a fucking earthquake. Once I realized what it was, I said, it's an earthquake. Yeah. And he goes, I've got shadow. I said, where's Tucker? He goes, I don't know. And he goes, sit down. And I'm like, no. So, and we, had a do- we have a doggy door. It's now the cat door. Mm-hmm. And it was available to the dogs to go in and out all times of the day. And so I immediately, as soon as the planet stopped moving, after 32 very long seconds, yes. I slept through half of it. Yes. I did sleep through half of it. You wow. know, so I felt it for like 17 seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I get up, and my roommate comes out of what is now our office where I am sitting. She's got a lit candle, and she said, the Jolly Green Giant just sledgehammered the house. Oh, my God. And I said, no, honey, that was an earthquake, and blow the candle out. <laughs> Have you giant. seen Tucker? Yeah, she was just in a day. Right, she exactly. Out of it. You know, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I said, we need to blow the candle out because we haven't checked for a gas leak yet yes have you seen tucker my dog <laughs> she's <laughs> like no so i go i'm running around the house calling for my dog meanwhile we only lost one plate <laughs> that was it that was all the damage to my house was a plate yeah flew off a man somebody left a plate up on my mantle and it just flew and that was it so we wow. were very lucky so then i opened my back door <laughs> My roommate that was sleeping in what is our pool house, Andy, he's at the back door, white as a ghost, going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I'm like, earthquake, have you seen Tucker? Because now, you right. know, I had barely moved in. I didn't know if the fencing had fallen down right. or if the walls had fallen down because we're near a major street. Yeah. So, and, and my dog had never been in an earthquake before. She, we knew Shadow was safe. We had no power. So I go running, and our pool, the earthquake was so violent that there's about maybe 15, 20 feet between my pool and my back do- one of my back doors. The water had hit the side of the house. Hmm. Wow. I mean, Andy said, he goes, yeah, I could have surfed the pool. Yeah. Was, the waves wow. were huge. That's insane. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm yelling for my poor dog, and I finally find him. As far away from the house, yet still next to the house as he could get. Oh. He was behind a bush near a fence. I mean, had the fence fallen, he would have taken off. Um, next to the house, wet from his shoulders down, looking at me like, what was that? And can we make it go away? <laughs> you know, and so I pulled, I, we got my garage door open and I pulled my Jeep out because the dogs loved the Jeep. And so I just threw them in the Jeep. A, so we had a car. It should we need to go somewhere? And two, they were very comfortable. They're like, okay, we'll go somewhere, you know. And then my neighbors had their, um, they had a, a like a, like a camper, so they were cooking breakfast. Um, and and finally, and then all of a sudden, people start showing up at my house. <laughs> um, next thing I know, there's like 15 people here. Wow. And um, one friend of mine lost their apartment, so they lived oh here. Oh my for god two and a half weeks because it, it just went away. Their, their yeah. roommate, who was a stuntman, <laughs> they lived in this townhouse. And so it was a two-story townhouse. And then over, their garage was underneath. So it was like a underground parking. So they basically, there were three stories up where the bedrooms were. Mm-hmm. And so apparently he sleeps naked. <laughs> and it was on Coldwater Canyon, their place. So the planet starts to shake. He <laughs> bolts out of bed because he's a stunt man. So his instincts are get out and just took off down the <laughs> stairs f- from the bedrooms and then out of the 
apartment building. Oh my god! To the middle of Coldwater Canyon. Oh my god! At 4:30 in the morning, buck naked in so January. <laughs> I mean, it was. Apparently, he sleeps naked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, their their pipes burst, so their apartment was toast. Um, and another wow. friend of mine, their their place was bad. I mean, it had yeah, we had like people here for a week. And like I said, my birthday was the next day, was the 18th of January, because the earthquake hit on the 17th. Mm -hmm. And um, my boyfriend somehow was able to throw me a surprise party. Wow. And I had left the house. Basically, I went to take a shower, and he called everybody, get here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, I was living with my mom. We were living in a condo in Glendale. And uh, when I, all I remember is, you know, being woken up, Mm -hmm. and we were on the second floor, and I was crawling, I think, to her room because there were stairs that there was no like rail or anything. And I didn't right. I didn't want to be thrown down the stairs. And I, I just like I think it like I can't remember the details. All I remember is I screamed mommy. And Aww. I mean, I was like in my 20s, <laughs> early 20s. And I was mommy. And then my the funniest thing of all was when it stopped. It finally stopped. And then our phone rang and it was my father. Uh-huh. who was working at ABC News in D.C., and he goes, you guys just had an earthquake. And it's like, really? No kidding. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no then, shit, Dad. Then what was crazy is Glendale is very Armenian. There's a lot of Armenians mm-hmm. living there. And, I, you know, there was all these car alarms and everything going off, and, like, all these Armenians were, like, bolting. They were, they were, tri- they were leaving because I guess there had been, like, an earthquake in Armenia that hadn't been that long ago or, you know, since that, you know, I don't remember what, I know they were freaked out, like triggered. They were triggered by this quake because there had been one in Armenia that was really bad. And so it's like all these Armenians are like bolting. And it's like, okay, where are you going to go? I mean, I guess you could go outside of California. But, I mean, have you planned for it? But they were like getting in their car and just leaving. Oh, yeah. We lost so many people after that earthquake. Yes. It was great. There's no traffic. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, I think the reason that I don't panic in earthquakes like most people maybe do yeah. is the first earthquake I was in was the Loma Prieta one in 71. Mm. So it's four years old. Wow. And I, I can contrast this with the, this girl that I used to know on her reaction to earthquakes because of her parents, her mother's reaction. Basically I was staying my sister, Carrie and I shared a room and my little sister had her own room and it was a big, it was a 6.9. It was a big earthquake. That's big. And yeah, very big. And so, we're woken up and Carrie was seven and I was four. And um, my dad comes into our room and sits on Carrie's bed and she says, dad, are you scared? And he said, no. And so we went back to sleep. Hmm. Cause if he was scared, then right. he would be scared. Exactly. And my mom went into my little sister's room because as adults, she goes, Oh no, we went in there to die together. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> cause I mean everything, cause it woke them up and they're like, Holy shit. And we were on the second story and of a brick house i mean come on yeah <laughs> very frightening wow and so my mom basically told us later she goes no your father and i went into your room so that we would all die together oh my god that's so crazy. mom went to get, yeah i know so mom went to get aaron to bring her into our room so that we could all die together and um <laughs> uh, it's very nice of her to think that way i know um, <laughs> so but as she picks little aaron up who is two two and a half years old Aaron, they walk by her closet, and Aaron says, can I wear my pink dress today? And Mom says, absolutely. 
<laughs> then walks the 10 feet, not even 10 feet to Carrie's oh in my, my room. God. And we all sat there together and Carrie and I went back to sleep. We were like, we're yeah. fine. Wow. But my friend Kim, her mom freaked out mm-hmm. and Kim was five when it happened. So she has really bad PTSD because her mommy freaked out. Because yeah, when the adults freak exactly. out, that freaks out children. If the adults are calm, then, oh, then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, it's just, but earthquake, I mean, the thi- I think I. They're disconcerting. They're disconcerting, but I think that it, like, if you live in a house that's made well or an apartment mm-hmm. building or a condo, if it's made well, uh, it's going to withstand, you yeah. know, a lot of it. But when, like, the, there was a place that I lived for 12 and a half years that. <laughs> Obviously, it withstood the earthquake, the uh, Northridge quake, right. but still, it was old. Well, yeah, my house is 39, so it's been through every fucking mm-hmm. earthquake since yeah. the dawn of time, right. practically. <laughs> um, so I'm not worried about this house because it literally, I remember when I first moved in, we had a rat issue in our attic, uh-huh. and our 150 year old rat guy came over. <laughs> Oops. I mean, he was so old and so skinny, but he was the guy that the previous owner said, call this. He's the, our rat guy. I'm like, yeah. okay. So he climbed up into there and he, you know, he set some traps, which I hate, but that was the only way to deal with it. And he comes down, he goes, I love this house because it's actually built by two by fours. And I oh, said, wow. what do you mean? And he goes, no, modern homes mm-hmm. are built with like one by twos that are kind of glued together, not actual mm, two by fours. Interesting. And that's good so to know. Yeah. It, yeah. Because that makes them weaker. Two by fours that are actual two by fours are stronger versus two one by twos that are glued together. That's yeah. a weaker. It's a weaker hold. He goes, no, you have a very strong and it's plaster. My house, mm-hmm. there is drywall, but it's mainly plaster. So yeah. It's an old fucking house. Right. This place. I mean, it has asbestos up in the in the attic. That's how old this house yeah. is. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like when I talk to you, I kind of always have that. I'm like touching LA. I'm, <laughs> I'm like a little bit in there. Come over for the hugging party in June. I know. I know. Well, I mean, I, I just, I was, I was uh, looking at my Facebook and it's funny because I saw Bob's mother. Of course she invited us over for Easter. And we're like, no, we're not going till we're vaccinated. I think she's been vaccinated. Her and her husband have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I don't know about the other people who stayed, but I know some of the other people who were there for Easter had COVID already. And I think they felt that that might be okay to, you know, because my, my dad's doing the same thing with my brother. My dad and stepmom were vaccinated and they would see my brother who had COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, we're not doing it. We're just like, no, 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 no. But it's like, uh, they're all, you know, so it's like, like I said earlier, I'm anticipating a lot of the, uh, the family invites and we're going to have to, we're going to have to deal with all of that. But, but we do plan on making time for vacations because we've been here mm-hmm. now for like what it's going to be over a year now. Yeah. Way more than that. We've been here since 18, since yeah. 2018. So I think, uh, it's, it's already been three years. It's like, yeah. God, it's already been three years. I can't believe I live. I mean, I'm from here. I was here <laughs> until I was nine. And then, you know, I, I, I was freshly nine and then we moved. To, my mom took me to LA and I, I lived there, For most of, you know, I was there up until 2009 with the exception of a brief period when I was in Russia and I came back here to live for six months. But outside of that, I was there the whole time. And then I moved from L.A. to Northern California, which was its own experience. And I liked it. I'm glad that I had the opportunity, but I would never live there again. I would never live. I love Northern California. Yeah, but I didn't like living there. It was not it's not the same. Plus, I had it was funny because when I moved to Northern California, my goal 
was that, okay, I moved in with my mom and I thought I'm going to stay here until I get a regular job. And, but at the time we were, we, we had just, we had like, we're trying to sell the book, the Virgin Diaries that we both worked on. And, um, we couldn't get an agent interested. They never, you know, we didn't, I didn't want to have charts and graphs. I just wanted stories. I wanted people to tell their stories of first time sex, because when I was a kid, I don't know if you ever read Forever by Judy Bloom, but oh, it, of course yeah. I did. So I mean, it was who like, didn't? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And <laughs> Ralph and everybody. Ralph. Who did it? <laughs> and Come and on. Ralph was was Michael's penis, by the way. Uh-huh. Michael named yes. his penis Ralph, and Kath Ralph, was his yes. girlfriend, and they had sex all the time. Mm-hmm. And I read that book when I was ten, and mm-hmm. I was I didn't want it didn't make me want to have sex. It was just so curious about it, and so it was like, and this book, I remember I like he would say, "Did you come?" And she spelled it C O M E, and <laughs> I remember. I kind of understood it, but I didn't, and I would right. not ask my mother. What does oh, come mean? No. <laughs> oh no, I remember when we got it because I think it was fourth or fifth grade when I read it, so it was nine or ten. And um, I remember everybody, all the girls in my class were just passing. The totally, that's how, that's how I found out about it. And then, and then it would be like, did you get to the? Did you yeah. get to that page? Did you get to it? Did, did you, you know who Ralph is, right? You know what Ralph is. You know who Ralph is. And it was like. And everybody, and, and of course, all the female teachers understood what was happening. Yes. The male teachers were like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what is happening? Because all the, and then the female teachers would kind of sit us down and go, now girls, you uh-huh. know, and, and it was very funny because it was real. It was like just a girl thing. Yeah. Oh my God. And it was like, that book was everything. And so it's like, yeah. I, I didn't want the Virgin Diaries to be about charts and graphs because when I was a kid, I didn't give a shit about charts and graphs. I wanted the I wanted the nitty fucking gritty. I wanted to know what does it feel like? What are the emotions involved? And so that's what I concentrated on. And of course, when we would pitch it to agents, they'd be like, "But charts and graphs." And we're like, "No, no." So um, anyway, I didn't know. You know, then we found out that we could publish it on Amazon ourselves, and we're like, "Fuck it, we're just going to do that." And so one thing led to another. But when I moved there, uh, there was a time because I I was one of those people who got you know the the two years because of obama the two years of unemployment and so i was trying to sell the virgin diaries and then basically i just ran out of money and i had to get a real job and it was so weird because this this company that i had worked for in los angeles and did pretty well um it was industrial chemicals and i liked the job uh they contacted me they knew i lived in northern california and they're like do you want to take over this territory and it was like so it was at an opportune time because I needed to work. And, you know, and, and the reason I didn't work there anymore was basically my two big main clients, which were the city of Los Angeles and Caltrans, California Department of Transportation. They Caltrans lost a lot of their funding. And then the city of L.A., this one guy, fucking one guy saw that somebody ordered rat bait from me. And, um, really? yeah, and that it was like three, four times higher than you can get it at Home Depot because our prices were ridiculous. And so they were like, that's it. You can't order from this company ever again. Nobody from the city of L.A. I mean, that city of L.A. and the, the uh, Caltrans were my bread and butter, you know, and it was like I had other accounts, but those I could I was relying on. So it's like I just, could, you know, when, when I lost those, um, I just couldn't really justify it and I I found something else but so I went you know and when I worked in Los Angeles I enjoyed it it was a fun I I didn't know if I was going to like it but it turned out to be this really it was so much fun because it was like going on a scavenger hunt especially on the days it was a little unnerving but it was like on the days where you didn't have an appointment you just had to find that business 
I remember there was this one time I was in Northridge and I saw a city truck driving and I just followed them until they stopped. And then I got out and, and you know, I mean, I'm tall, blonde with my open toed shoes and my dangling earrings and all that. And I'm like, hi. And I'm not shy. And I just walk up to these guys. I'm like, where's your, you know, your main yard? I want to go talk to your supervisor. And they would give me directions. And then I would go find the guy. And then sometimes I would get a sale. And it was like, it was just exciting and it was fun. And um, so then I did it in Northern California. A totally completely different experience <laughs> it was like women thrived in uh chemical sales in los angeles specifically i mean other i'm sure in new york and in other areas they do too but northern california was so fucking sexist there was this guy that really? um oh my god actually there was a guy in caltrans and i won't go into the long fucking story why but he decided he didn't like me and that was basically it he, he just didn't like me and he lied about something that I did and I didn't do it, but I was a woman and he didn't like me. So I was not, they, they said, we'll never order from you. And I told my boss and she's like, that's, they can't fucking do that. This is a taxpayer. They, yeah. Their money is from taxpayers. They can't just go fuck this business. We don't like you. And it was basically, he just didn't like me. And then, um, but that happened over and over and over again with, I, I had another job where the same thing happened, but, um, there was there was also the guy that I went into. It was like he was out in the fucking boonies, and his whole wall was covered with naked women, and he was with Caltrans, Jesus. and Caltrans is a government agency. They're not allowed to sexually harass you. They're not allowed to do that. I mean, it's one thing when you go to these independent little podunk, you know, waste facility or whatever, the guy who works there, you know, it's not surprising to see naked pictures on the wall. But when you go into like Caltrans, you think you're gonna get some kind of professionalism then there was this other guy that I went into and he had I had been there before so he knew me so I walked in and he kind of saw me and I stood behind him though because his back you know he was doing something his computer so I went <clears throat> I know he saw me but I went <clears throat> he didn't move I stood there for like 10 minutes and I said excuse me hi and I said whatever his name is he just refused to acknowledge I was even there like mm. absolutely ignored me and and I wound up you know not working there for very long but again it would the difference between the way women were treated and I mean I had some guys in LA that were sexist I had some experiences I've told this on the show before like there was this one guy who and this was a recent story but uh this one guy told me that he cheated on his wife and that he required uh the, you know, the, to make sure that anybody he was going to cheat with was tested for sexually transmitted diseases. And then he says very seriously, um, because I'm very oral. Oh and I'm like, God. I'm sitting there like, I just want to sell you f some fucking, you know, whatever I have to sell you. And you're talking about how you're very oral. And what do you think? That I'm just going to take all my clothes off right now and fuck you? I was like, no. And so there was that. I had some instances of sexism. But overall, I could handle myself and nothing bad ever happened. And, and the guys loved me. You know, we, they loved when a woman would walk in because their days were usually filled with just all the other guys. And so a woman would walk in and everything was bright and cheerful and we could talk and have fun and, you know, and it was a great job. But it was like, yeah, the Northern California. And then I also, <laughs> for a brief period of time to make ends meet, I was, I worked for this company that was an independent pie company, but but quite famous in, in that area in the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think not in San Francisco so much, but, you know, um, and uh, 
I lived in Santa Rosa, so for everything down to Mill Valley, they they had a really good reputation. Her pies were fucking amazing, and fucking they didn't like me this guy lied about me and said that i went in there and demanded a chair and the thing and and it's like when i first started working there i said i can't stand on my feet for four hours uh if i can bring a stool with me then i'd like to do this job and they're like yeah sure no problem so i had fucking two stools there's no way i would walk in and demand anything or i had my own shit I had my own setup. I didn't ask him for anything. And he lied about me a couple of different times. And eventually they fired me. And I was like, I was so pissed because I was talking to my, the woman who had to make, who had to fire me. And I said, I know you're not going to do this, but you could, this could easily be proven by asking just to see the closed camera, you know, the security camera footage. Right. Because I'm sitting on my stool. (laughs) Why would I demand a chair when I have a stool? And, and she's like, I know. But he's complained about you. And basically, uh, it's like, well, they wanted to sell their pies. And I guess I was a troublemaker. So they got rid of me. And it was like my experience there was not like I wanted to love it because it's so fucking beautiful. It's like so beautiful. It's insane. But I mean, you're just driving along to the grocery store and you see just endless, endless, endless um, uh, what do you call it? Wine- vineyards and mm-hmm. I mean, and rolling mountains. And then what I absolutely loved would you'd see these huge, massive redwood trees, and then right next mm-hmm. to them would be a palm tree. Yeah, and it was just so God, it was breathtaking. But you I know, mean, I did live in the armpit of North Cal- Northern California. I lived in Stockton. Oh for wow, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, which is the armpit of Northern California. It is, yeah. Um, God bless it. Um, but no, I I love the Bay Area. I love San Francisco, San Jose. Yeah. I mean, I just it's just so I lo- and w- you know it's funny every time I've been a, it, right before I right after I opened escrow on this house, <laughs> <laughs> my sister's band was going to do a few days up in the Bay Area, um, so I was going to go with them, and so we we go up there for like four or five days. We're up in the area, and just walking around San Francisco, the city. And everybody, hi, hi, how are you? Hello, mm-hmm. hi, hi, nice to meet you. Hello, hi, hi, everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. LA's friendly, but Jesus, right. San Francisco's super <laughs> friendly. And we literally go into this one coffee house one night, and they're like, hey, you don't look like you're from the neighborhood. Where are you from? What are you doing here? Well, we're up here from Los Angeles. We have, Carrie's got a show tomorrow night. Oh, where are you? Oh, we'll, we'll make sure to put a flyer up. So, did I, you know, and I look at Carrie, I said, I may have to pull my down payment on the house and live here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, uh, th- there's really great things about Northern California. And, and then, of course, there's other things like not so much my experience with sexism in the workplace I mean outside of that the one thing about living in Santa Rosa it wasn't very diverse you know there just was not a lot of diversity up there and every once in a while I would see a black person but it was like almost never and and it's like I don't know I I mean you would see uh, Mexican people but what I didn't like about it specifically in Santa Rosa was that the Mexican folks were uh, usually the ones that were picking the grapes in the vineyards and they had, right. they lived in an area right. that was like, usually it was like mobile home parks. And, and then, and then there were a lot of like, for instance, my friends had this party on 11, 11, 11. And I was all excited. Cause like, I didn't have a lot of friends there. And this girl was craziest thing in the whole world was that, okay. So her, her name is Mary. When my grandparent, when I was growing up, my grandparents had a house on the eastern shore, and next door 
it was Mary, Andrew, and Michael. And I was totally in love with Michael. But um, but I had made out with both both brothers. But Michael was oh, I know such a, a such a slut. Um, I was so I was really proud of myself for that too that I made out with both of them. But that was before I was having sex though, so I only made out with them. But Michael right. was my guy. I liked right. Michael, and Michael wasn't there yet, so Andrew was there, and so I made out with Andrew. And then when Michael got, <laughs> <laughs> then I made out with Michael. But anyway, so Mary was their younger sister, and she's like four years younger than me, and we were good friends, you know, even though because we spent a lot of summers together, and we were just always knocking around playing everything so I didn't see her after a period of time maybe I was like I don't know I was 15 and then I didn't mm-hmm. see her again and <clears throat> it was weird because then I moved to Santa Rosa in 2000 it was September 2009 and it was in I think May of 2010 and I'm looking you know I, you know you're on Facebook and you're like oh I'm gonna whatever happened to Mary and I look her up mm-hmm. she's fucking living in Santa Rosa where I was Wow. And and she and the crazy part was she moved there in September of 2009. She had been living in um, Oregon for 15 years. I had been living, you know, on my own in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. not uh, the whole time, but I mean, on my own for 15 years. And then we both moved up to Santa Rosa. So she was like this built in friend. And yeah. it was great. And she had two little girls, which was fun. And this huge property. It was gorgeous, fun, like really rustic property and so I went to their 11 11 11 party and I just you know and she was married with kids so all everybody there was married with kids and right. I just remember sitting there and you know I looked like the six foot blonde LA woman with makeup and a lot of these women were very natural right and so I was like sticking out like a sore thumb and nobody was talking to me <laughs> it was just like I, I didn't feel like I fit in with that crowd it was mm-hmm. because it, it's such a small little area that people who went to high school each, with each other are still friends and hanging out and they see each other when they go grocery store shopping. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's so, and it's like, I just wasn't like that. I was an LA girl. I was like the city girl, city woman, I should say. <laughs> and, um, but it was crazy because then, um, you know, there was that big fire and right. she, they had to bolt and literally the fire was in their backyard Oh my and God, their house was fine. But they decided, all right, it's so Bob and I left and we left in February. And I think Mary and her family left and went back to Oregon, you know, a few months later, which was so weird. Like how weird that it was like we were there. I mean, she had some other friends because she was, you know, uh, she she went out for her job as opposed to me who worked from home. And that limited who I got to meet. And like she was a yoga instructor and she did stuff like that. So she she met other people. But she was like my rock there because a uh, friend rock, I should say, because mm-hmm. I didn't really have anyone else. But I never, you know, I just didn't fit in with them. And it's not to say that not not being negative. It's just mm-hmm. I didn't fit in. That's and, funny. you know, and it was like it was weird. So my experience there was mixed and I, I enjoyed some of it. But uh, I didn't I didn't, you know, living in a small little town. And I mean, yes. it took like an hour and a half to get to San Francisco. So it's a yeah, little I mean, far, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I, it's 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 funny because I've moved so many times in, when I was younger that adapting to different environments has not been an issue that's for me. M- me too. And so it, that's funny to hear because you, yeah, it's like because when we were because I grew up here until I was fourteen, just just before my fourteenth birthday. Let's move a teenager 
What a great idea. <laughs> and let's move her 3,000 miles away <laughs> with an ocean between her and her friends. Yeah. Um, because she's going to really then move her in <laughs> with a different family. Uh, <laughs> that's a really, really good idea, Mom yeah. and Dad. Um, so, I mean, we moved from, I was going to the Westlake School, which is now Harvard-Westlake, um, which was an all-girls school, uniforms. And it's midway through the year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, I didn't even finish wow. ninth grade. So it was halfway through ninth grade. Um and I'd been at that school for two and a half years, and a bunch of my friends that I'd gone to grade school with were going there too. So I'd, you know, grown up with these well, many of my friends. And so, okay, December, here's your winter break, and guess what? We're moving you, <gasps> and you get to live with this family that you barely know. Yeah. Yay! Right. And so then I went from a class of sixty-three girls. Wow. To a class of twelve people. Wow. Seven girls and five boys, <laughs> and no uniforms. So now I had to pick yeah. up clothing to wear every day because yeah. um, so, I was used to uniforms for yeah. the, all my life. And so in this, we literally went to school in a barn. Hmm. Wow. That's on the crazy. big island. We lived, I'm, I'm, I know Bob knows where it is. We yeah. lived in Honoka and went to school in Kamuela or Waimea and at the Parker School, which is slightly bigger now than it was. But I mean, the whole school had 110 people at the time and that was 7 through 12. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so I had 12 that's a, people in my class. That's a very difficult transition. It's, yeah, it was. And, I mean, it, we, it was literally, I mean, <laughs> my friend Jeff, <laughs> he, I'm not kidding, he literally wore fishnet crop tops. Wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I've had a similar experience in that, like, up until, I think, the 10th grade, I never lived, or 11th grade, I never lived anymore for two, more than two years. Right. And then um, and because my mom was just like, OK, let's move. And right. she just, you know, she I mean, of course, she took me from Maryland to California. And then right. like the first place we lived was in Brentwood. Then we went to Laurel Canyon. Then we lived in Beverly Hills adjacent. Right. <laughs> we literally. And uh, then I went to Maryland. Then I went to Russia. Then I came back and lived in Silver Lake, then Hollywood and then Torrance. And then by that right. time I had graduated. But then after Torrance, we were like back in Los Feliz and then right. we went to Glendale and then that's where I stayed until I left. But yeah, see with us, I mean, my friends back here and in, on two different islands in Hawaii and then back here, they were like, we just pencil in your phone number. <laughs> I know exactly. That's basically what I had. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's funny when, you, but so yeah, I acclimate really well. Um, right. I can, but it's like, you know, there's definitely preferences and I just, you know, I mean, I felt I hated living in Northern California. I hated living so far from the airport and Mm -hmm. from like going to a city Mm because it's like, you know, I liked if I had lived, say, in Mill Valley, then it's just over the bridge and you can be in San Francisco and you can have dinner and you can have, you know, that kind of. And um, you don't have the, the high rental rates as much. I mean, Mill Valley is expensive, but it ain't San Francisco. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, but I always miss California. Always, 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 always. And well, my niece might be moving out of the pool house in June. So, you know, we'll make sure it's tidy. You can can adopt me. (laughs) There we go. And then you can see the cute little kittens that are going to be down the street. See Los Angeles and cats. How can I I'm going to send Bob the video. I'm going to text him the video of the kittens and go, they'll be available in six weeks. <laughs> oh my god! And we haven't even talked about politics. Oh my god! No, we haven't. Been, but uh, you know what? Before we go, I want to throw at least a few things in there. And I, okay, so 
Matt Gates had a really bad week last week. I know. I love that. <laughs> I think it was fantastic. It was a great week as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. It was lovely. But I'm just wondering, like, first of all, what do you think is going to happen with him? And because, you know, Mueller, she wrote, predicted mm-hmm. an indictment and said something like, yeah, okay. So she said, whoever wrote the tweet from Mueller, she wrote, said that um, I've taken too many tweets down that I've predicted that have been correct. <laughs> and she goes, I'm leaving this one up. Damn it. He's going to be indicted. So you think he'll be indicted? I think so. I think that, that I think the, when the New York Times article first came out and he started saying, and there aren't any pictures of me with underage prostitutes. <laughs> okay. Nobody's talking about that. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and somebody actually t- called into Tom Hartman today. She, and she's absolutely right. So, I mean, he said it, so I'm quoting him, but the term, Teen prostitutes or underage prostitutes yeah. suggests that they have a choice in the matter, right? Like right. an adult does. Mm-hmm. And not many adults do by the, by the same token, but by the same like as an as somebody under eighteen years old, you cannot literally contract mm-hmm. on your own. You need an adult to do that for mm-hmm. you for anything. Mm-hmm. So to suggest that that anybody under the age of eighteen that is being prostituted out mm-hmm. has a choice in the matter. Right. No, she says it's child rape. Mm-hmm. Yes, so absolutely. I'm with her on that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm completely and utterly with her on that because they have no choice. And I have right. that's the whole thing with like charging children with adult crimes. Yeah. It, that bugs me. I mean, I'm 100%. I'm 100% against the death penalty and I'm 100% against charging children yeah. as adults. I don't care. You, until you're 18, you're not an adult for yeah. the good things. Why do you have to be an adult for the bad right. things? Exactly. Makes no sense to me. That makes but sense. But regardless, yeah. but he, um, I think when that came out, and he tried to get in and throw Tucker Carlson under the bus, which also couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> um, uh, I think that I don't think the New York Times would have published it without the right. receipts, which they obviously had. Yeah. Um, and he's in a lot of trouble. And DeSantis <laughs> is probably in a lot of trouble. And anybody that looked at those photographs or those videos mm-hmm. on the House floor, if any of those people that they witnessed were underage mm-hmm. they're in trouble too mm-hmm. whether they knew it or, i mean to me it's like why are you showing me this right i'm not gonna look at it for oh my god would be my reaction yeah which should have been anybody's reaction but anybody that said oh yeah let me see the next one right <laughs> um dude seriously i know i mean pelosi you know she's looking yes <laughs> now she's looking at old video from c-span going uh-huh <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, here FBI, here right. FBI, here yeah. FBI. Um, wow. So, because I would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I were, I wonder who that house, person was. I, I wish they would come out though. Who say that? Who said that they saw it? Because it's not Jim Jordan. Because he wouldn't say it. You no. know. So it's like, who is it? I mean, I'm sure Jim Jordan probably saw those photos. He probably he, did. He probably wouldn't admit to seeing them. So. Because he's yeah. standing by Matt Gates, so he's not going to throw him under he the is. bus. Yes, because he likes to—he he likes to turn his head away from uh, child prostitution or child sex <laughs> or well, child rape, might, I should say. Well, he might want to avoid talking about it, but that's all I'm going to agree with on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he might—he might, he might want to avoid reporting it. Um, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, it's—I it, think he's—I think he's toast. I mean, the fact that Fox News basically hasn't said a word. I mean, they said a couple of things about it since the Tucker Carlson interview, but they're not covering the story yeah. at all. Even their quote yeah. news division I isn't know. covering it. Yeah, um, well, that's. I looked over at Chicks on the Right today, 
And um, because all they had, I noticed that they did one of their video. I haven't been looking at them. Mm-hmm. And I think since the, the insurrection, it's I, I can't go over there. I, right. I would go over there. Like, I would think when Trump was president, it was hard. Right. And if we had a win, I would go over there. But then I would right. just get sickened. And so now that Vi- Biden, you know, is the president, but the insurrection changed it all. And I just can't. I can't. I can't. Because they are basically saying what Fox News is saying and they're they're promoting the big bullshit lie. And so I just cannot deal with them. But I thought, OK, I've got to go and see if they've been talking about Matt Gates. So yesterday I went or last week I went over and I saw one reference and it was in a video. So it's not that because they have a blog. Nobody right. blogged about it. Nobody posted anything about it. And mm-hmm. then I, and they called it Gates uh, Gates Gates Gate. Well, and he said that right. years ago. Can yes. you do a Gates? Uh, yeah. Your wish is our command, exactly. sir. So so they did say Gates Gate, but I don't know what they said about him because I wouldn't watch the fucking video. And so I went over there today and I think they had one thing. And I, again, I couldn't read it, but I read I saw some other headline. I'm like, OK. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this and I read it and it was like I felt like I had been abused <laughs> you know it's like I, I couldn't it, it's so in, I don't even remember what it is now because like I just had to right. throw it out of my mind but I just remember while I was reading it it was just making me sick because people eat the shit up they believe yeah. it and, and then I was reading the fucking comments and the comments are these people are so brainwashed I don't want to call yeah. them dumb a lot of them are dumb but a lot of them aren't. A no. lot of them have education, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't matter. And it's you like know, they're they're, they're malinformed. And, yeah. and I mean, watching the Q thing. Yeah, I was going to bring <laughs> that up. On on HBO is just like because I've seen four of the six episodes so far. Yeah, I've seen um, two, and it's people that are the that are coming out of that mm-hmm. like the people that were duped by the donations mm-hmm. to try in fact Tom Hartman said uh when when Trump was asking for the stop the steal donations because mm-hmm. he's on he was on Trump's mailing list as Fred Flintstone Ru- <laughs> and um so he would get these I mean, constantly, three, four times a day during all of that. And basically, he went to the link at one point just to kind of see what it was. And they they automatically checked monthly donations for you. Yes. You had to uncheck it. Yeah. So usually you have to check something to be monthly, you know. And so basically, these people were duped. Mm -hmm. And and now some of them are coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, Q, like, oh, this is believable. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go over here for a minute. And then mm-hmm. you end up in this cookie yeah. K-hole, wormhole thing that's like, you. Bl- you I, I have a friend that I've known for years who has gone full Q. Wow. And I can't deal with him. No, I don't. I, I would never be able to deal with anybody who, I, I oh, my God. And, I mean, watching that documentary, oh, yeah. these people. Uh-huh. Especially, what is the name? Paul Watkins is that yeah. his name? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! He's uh, you know. First of all, when you're first introduced to him, he's sitting in a chair for mm-hmm. the most part. You you might have seen him before this, but like when he's going to sit down, and there's a cat in his lap. Yeah. And all I can think about is that poor fucking cat. I mean, the cat seems to be happy. Yeah. But it's like, and then the, that other guy has two. No, no. Paul is his son. Jim is the dad. I think Jim is the okay, dad. Okay. Paul's the son. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, but it's like they are so weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
so weird. Well, <laughs> like, I also really think that weird. I think that the son, I think that's Paul. Um, I think he is on the spectrum. He's yeah, I think he is too. Because of how his his mannerisms yeah, are. Yeah, like he, the way he blinks. Uh huh, and looks around. Yes, he's it's there's something because I know people that are on the spectrum, and yeah. he he reminds me of them. Right. Um, which also would make sense with how good he is at coding and other yeah. things and not wanting to be around people and yada yada yada. Yeah. But they're just Yeah, he's he's like he said he's antisocial and that he chooses yeah. he just doesn't want to deal with people. Right. And that's, you know, whatever. He's just evil. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the the woman in in Laguna or Newport Beach, the oh, blonde. Oh right. Yeah. Oh my I god. Know, I know, I know, I know. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just I just it's like oh and my favorite, it, you'll see this at one point, Paul starts talking about this one blog post right before the New Zealand um, mass murder uh-huh. that he left, that they left up on 8chan. And then the second, there was a mass shooting a week or so later here. Mm-hmm. And then they took down that manifesto nine minutes later. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, and then he went on Twitter, we took it down nine minutes later, but the fake news media is reporting it. Okay, how can fake news report something that's true? I know. I know. Oh, my God. It and then at one point, the, the, but just at another point, the New York Times did say that something, somebody was um, influenced by 8chan and had this thing on 8chan when 8chan had been taken down at uh-huh. that point. And so they're like, see, it's a fake news. Well, guess what happened? The New York Times printed a retraction and a correction. Yeah. They would never do that. Exactly. Exactly. It's not fake news. Occasionally, the reputable... They get it wrong. Yeah. And, and then if they say we got it wrong, then that's all, that's all you can ask. That's... Yeah. God, it's just... But that, yeah, that's kind of scary. I just don't even know. I mean, I'm... Uh, you know who just agreed to be on my show is Rachel Bedekoffer. And I always oh, ask... Yay. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I'm, I always ask everybody, like, where do you think... Where do you think we're going as a country and this and mm-hmm. that? And, you know, I mean, I get mixed. I get mixed. Uh, and I can ask you, too. But it's like I get mixed reviews. You know, sometimes people think that's it. We're fucked. Other people say I'm feeling pretty good. I think most people feel pretty good, though. Um, I'm kind of on the fence because I feel like we have this false sense of democracy that it's so safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I always go back to Kamala Harris, always go back to her at the DNC. Or maybe it was when she accepted the nomination. Um, Just saying that, you know, this is something we have to fight for all the time. Yeah. Democracy is not a given. Yeah. We have to we have to work toward it. We have to fight for it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it can go away. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are so, you know, they've grown up here and they've taken it for granted, basically. And and it's not even to say anything bad. It's just that you become used to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you, this is what you're conditioned, and you think it's never going to go away. And mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we heard people who say, you know, it's like when you get sick, you take you take your health for granted. I right. didn't think I would ever get sick or whatever it is. But it's mm-hmm. like we don't know. And what we do know are the Republicans are hell fucking bent. Um, they're so scared of losing power and they will do anything. And if they gain power in 2024, at, like if they get it all, we're toast as a country because then it might as well be Trump got a second term. It doesn't yeah, have to I mean, be Trump. I, I agree. But I do feel, OK, the problem that that the Republicans in my view at the moment is because they're being so obstructionist Mm -hmm. and it's being noticed finally the press is finally talking about it because they don't have as much power as they used to and the filibuster is being discussed in mainstream circles finally 
Um, yeah. And what they don't want is for Joe Biden to be who I think he can be and he's looking to be is Mm -hmm. an FDR LBJ type (laughs) person because he's got the LBJ bravado Mm -hmm. um, as far as like LBJ you know he he was a badass as far as the Vietnam War other than the Vietnam War he was a good president yeah he was shitty on that but it was he didn't start it so we'll leave it at that but um, his civil rights stuff was amazing. The Great Society and Medicare was amazing yeah. work that he got done. And he twisted arms to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't easy for him. He knew he was going to lose the South with civil rights. He knew it. It's like, we lost the South. Yeah. Um, uh, because a lot of those Dixiecrats became Republicans. Yeah. Um, but with with the Great Society that, that, that LBJ went for and civil rights and with what FDR did with the, with the New Deal... Biden's going to try to do that mm-hmm. in concert. And if it works, which it would, because the New Deal worked and so did the Great Society, yeah. it shows the government can do its job. Mm-hmm. And that is bad for Republicans. It is, and you're absolutely right. And then you know what? Chris Hahn, who was on the show the other day, he said that he thinks the Republican Party will, will fall apart, like splinter. And he goes, it doesn't, you don't need 50% of them. You mm-hmm. just, he said if 15% leave... Mm-hmm. Or refuse to vote for Republicans, yep. then they're f- they're over. And so exactly. I absolutely agree. But it's like there is always, you know, maybe because I lived in Soviet Russia, I don't. Maybe because I'm a Johnson and I have the worry gene, I don't know what it is. But there's like I I get really concerned because I feel like we can never get comfortable. No, we can't. I mean, we can't. I mean, at 22 and with all these fucking you know voting mm-hmm. res- ro- voter restrictive laws, especially the one in Georgia that basically says, "Hey, if the legislature doesn't like who votes exactly. for president, exactly. we can overturn that," which seems antithetical to the whole. That's why yeah. the electoral college is bad mm-hmm. for other reasons, but that's another reason that it's bad. Um, so we need HR one and HR four. Yeah. Um, and I think Mansion. Okay, so. Norm, or Norm Orstein, is that his name? I think so, um, yeah. And Al Franken came up with the idea of, and I agree with this, 41 senators have to filibuster yeah, instead of just one sending an email. Mm-hmm. You have to <laughs> yeah. have 41 people <laughs> yeah. in the room at any given moment during, at, and it has to be the same 41 as far as I'm concerned. You can't yeah. just, you know, tap them in and out. Right. Um, so they have to do the filibuster, all 41 people, nobody can leave. Right. As soon as one person leaves, filibuster over. over. Yeah. And they have to also talk about what their filibuster, not yes. green eggs and ham, not reading the phone book. Just not, like what know, they made, uh, um, Wendy Davis. Wendy Davis, yes. So, and the other thing though, Jill Weinbanks, she's so smart. I know. Her idea, I like even better. <laughs> because if it's 60 votes, that's 60% of the Senate, correct? Yeah. Yes. I do the math in my head. And <laughs> Her idea is even better. It's the sen- the number of senators that represent 60% of America. That overcomes the filibuster. Oh. Which basically means maybe 10, 15 mm-hmm. senators. Yes. I mean, hmm. literally, ten- because 10 or 15 states right. represent yes. 60% of America. Uh-huh. And to me, that's... What it should be. Yeah. If you're gonna, if it's sixty percent, then it should represent the population, mm-hmm. not the Senate's population. Right. 
and and there's no stopping you know Utah from coming on over. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping you. Yeah. Nobody's stopping you, Vermont or yeah. Rhode Island or whomever. Nobody's yeah. stopping you from coming over. But California, New York, Illinois, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got gotcha, you. Yes. Yeah, you know, we got you covered, kids. Right. Um, and I think her idea is even better. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I don't think smaller idea. state. I think your smaller state Democratic senators would disagree with that, but uh, <laughs> because they want some power, right? But land doesn't vote. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, wow. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad that you have a hopeful message, and I'm always grateful because basically, it's it's the doomsday person inside of me that is asking. It's trying for to talk you off yeah. the ledge, baby. <laughs> trying to talk. I think that Biden's going to get his stuff done, and I think I do think that's eventually some Republican senators are going to just see the light. Well, and you know what? I got to say, it's funny because Biden has already done so much and he's been really impressive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it was Charlie Pierce, which, by the way, I love your fucking Charlie Pierce (laughs) tweets. I love them. But, um, you know, he had said he had never under I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but something that he had never underestimated anybody as much as any politician as much as me too as biden and and me too and i mean i'm so fucking impressed with biden it's just like wow and i mm-hmm. i would love for him to run and and and, and be there for a second term and it was funny mm-hmm. because my mom and i were talking she's like well he's i think he's going to be 82 mm-hmm. and um you know and it really just depends on first of all he's walked in to Worse, almost like worse than what Obama had to deal with. Oh, absolutely worse. And so, yeah, worse than Obama had to deal with. And then we all know that the presidency ages you. So that's the thing. It's like, okay, he's already an older guy. And it's not that I'm saying he's not capable of it, but it's like, that's a lot. That's a lot Mm -hmm. to take on. I mean, if I were 82 years old, I'd be like, dude, I just want to hang back. But I think, I think with Biden, I mean, he's wanted this and he wants to be this person. And I think he also recognizes that he's helping mm-hmm. a fucking the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he's not just helping the nation, he's helping the world. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that, you know, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if he's gonna say, All right, I'm done and now Kamala's gonna run. But what I would really like because because of my fear and I don't want to live off of fear, but because I don't trust our sexist, racist voters out right. there, like let him run and then he can leave. <laughs> like let yeah. him run and win run and, and then resign. He can leave. Yes. Run and resign. And then give it to her and let yep. her show that she's a fucking badass. Yep. And because I think she would be a great president. I, I mean, I think that he actually is, you know, he is this man for this moment and he's he incredible is. and he's not perfect, but nobody ever is. So it's just, no. I just have to say that because someone's going to say something, well, but it's, I, you know, I remember when he was running and every, you know, the, your red roses, um, on Twitter, um, where, Oh, he's not this. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, if you give him legislation I know. that is progressive, exactly. he will sign he it. He will sign it. Same with the same thing could have been said for Hillary Clinton. Yes. You know, it's like, duh, of course she's going to sign it. Maybe of she's not going to initiate it, but she's going to fucking sign it. And Fuck so is yeah. Biden. But I think, you know, I mean, Biden is, you know, he. I think that he's very, um, he, he is a savvy man and he understands government. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea of getting criticized for saying I want to work across the aisle. I think, I think the thing is, is it's like. Yeah, I, I think that's great if he can do that. Right. If he can't, then fuck you, Republicans. And he and understands. He's fine with that. He's yeah, totally exactly. fine with that. And he saw Absolutely. what they did to Obama. He's mm-hmm. not like walking in there all innocent and, and thinking that they're going to be best buddies. But right. he, he understands what it was like when people did work together mm-hmm. because he was there doing it. And mm-hmm. he knows that it can be that way again. But he also is like, well, if you guys aren't going to do it, we're going to steamroll you. 
if we can, you know, we'll Absolutely. do, we'll get what we want. But it's like, I, I, I just, I really hope if we can get another Biden term, even if he decides to leave at any point in the second term, um, and if he can, if he can handle it and stay, then great. I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, but it's like, you know, I, I just I, I put up the other day that uh, Breyer should retire. Justice Breyer should retire right. now because he's in his 80s. And I, and, mm-hmm. it's, and you know, somebody got mad at me and said that it was ageism. And I'm like, no, it's political strategy just because, I mean, he might be fine for the rest of, you know, until he's 97. But we don't know. And shit happens when you're older. And this is this is my life. This is your life. This is your health care. This is, you know, right. your right to vote. And it's like this is one person saying, "Okay, I might be just fine, but I'm 82 and you never know. And it's like there were a bunch of judges that did resign once Biden got elected because now they could. could, Exactly. And that to me, retire, retire. (laughs) It's it's political strategy. Mm -hmm. It's under it's, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like it's not like a job another kind of a job where you're working in an office or you're you know if you're where all these lives if, mm-hmm. if your position in life if you're responsible for people's lives then i think you have to look beyond yourself mm-hmm. you have to you know yes if you want to do it okay decide you know what's a good age i'm still healthy it's time to go because now mm-hmm. briar if, if he's still healthy i mean i don't know what his health is like from what i know he's fine but um, there's no cognitive issues, nothing. But he can still go on and do things that are Absolutely. that are beneficial to the country. He does. He just. But this seat, we all saw what happened with mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it scared the shit out of me. We were all frightened every time she fucking trended, and then she mm-hmm. trended for the reason that we were all fearing. Yep. And it was awful and upsetting. And I sobbed on this fucking show because I was so afraid so I was going to. I would burst yeah. into tears. I yeah, it was just tears. so awful. And, and I mean, I felt bad for her, but uh-huh. I felt bad for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like, this yeah. affects my life. And so Absolutely. it's not ageism when you're in your 80s. And so it's like, I look at, you know, here I am saying, I want Biden at 82 to run. Um, because, uh, and, and to me, that's political strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's not about his age. His age is taken into consideration because... You know, he's he's going to be 82, but he's going to be older because he's going to be the fucking president of this Mm -hmm. crazy ass country for four years. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's very good. He knows his shit. He's been around the block a million times. And I think that he can take a lot of this in stride. But the pressure that that man feels, I can't even imagine no matter how long you've been in politics, even though he was Obama's vice president. And I know was with Obama a lot of during those decisions and all that. Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's still very stressful. It's still going to take a toll because Biden realizes that our lives are in his hands. Uh-huh. And so no matter how uh, many years you got in, that's, that's a big deal. And yeah. I, it's like, that's why I wish Breyer would just say, all right, I'm going to step down so that, you know, I'm going to retire. Biden said he was going to nominate a black woman. Oh, my God. We need black mm-hmm. women on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Oh my God. I think it should be all fucking black women. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, this country, can you imagine if we had a black woman president, a black woman vice president, and then all black women on the Supreme Court? Oh my God, why people would go fucking nuts. But it would oh, be, yeah, they would. we would have such a great country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think after a while, we need to even it out. But there's been white rule for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's just, let's just get it, get it going. Let's just. Mm go in but i mean that i know that's a dream i know that's a dream but you know it, in it some universe happen. it's real <laughs> yes and maybe one day it'll be real but uh mm-hmm. i don't know 
but it you know it's just I, I, I freak out about this stuff and I try not to. But that's why I like Con- to ask everybody else because yes. most other people are like, well, here's why I have a hopeful you right. know, thought. On Look, it. I didn't move to Mexico, so that <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I guess I should call it. Um, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so glad. I love having you on. As you know, I always gush over you, but it's like genuine and sincere. And it's so funny because Bob and I always talk about the what if we lived in L.A.? <laughs> and, um, and and he's like, oh my god, we would just always be hanging out with Jody and and <laughs> and Lonnie and and it's I just know it and it just well you know I mean you know we're having the hugging party in June so <laughs> well I will free. keep you posted and you know say your little prayer that Bob and I might get back yeah I hope today. you get to it today yes let uh, me know let me know I mean I figured there, there's a you know the giant is right next to where we live so. Every day we could go over there at like five yeah. o'clock or whatever and say, hey, got any extra? Why so, not? Yeah. Do give it. it. Give it a go. And, and like Bob said something like, well, they might say, you know, no, because you're not in the age range. And I, th- I said, well, I think they throw them away. They I do. So if they're so not like, available, if they can't be used, they, they toss them. So they'd yeah, rather put it in somebody's exactly. arm. So I, and he goes, oh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just yeah. manifest it. Just see it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, well, before I let you go, I have to ask you to tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, on the Twitters, it's from the Mooker <laughs> JR, um, and we have a new Patreon page. Oh, you do? Um, yeah, so it's patreon.com uh, slash from, from the bunker, and we have three tier levels. One, The $1 one is just the commercial-free version of our weekly show. Mm-hmm. $5 is that plus uh, one video sketch. Oh, wow. Um, and the $10 one is that plus the video plus another video sketch. Awesome. Um, so it's up. Our first episode that we put up was last week's um, 12-year anniversary show. And then two vintage sketches that we did oh God, in the early 2000s for a sketch comedy show that I worked on. And wow. Sean wrote the sketches. They're called The Little Twit. And... Um, so those are the first two sketches that are up for the $10 level. One of them is up for the $5. And um, and until Sean starts writing me new material, it'll be a lot of vintage stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, um, on from, from the bunker.com, is the Patreon link on there? Uh, it will be. Um, and it's not from the bunker.com. It's from dash the dash bunker.com oh, okay. because some other asshole got from the bunker.com. <laughs> okay. um, uh, and it's, it's going to go on <laughs> those fuckers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't put a, the link up there yet, but it will be up there probably by tomorrow because I have a show to do tomorrow. So. Okay, well, then I will put all those links, including your Patreon page, in Thank the description you. of this show. And then, of course, you can find me at Author Kimberly, uh, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget <laughs> that extra E. And then my books are on Amazon. We love reviews. Don't forget. We also love reviews on iTunes. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> all right. Well, it was just so fun. I could talk to you all day. But I know <laughs> yes, I'll, come I'll, visit. And, you know, and I will visit. But you know what? One of these days I want to ask you about... Um, stuff about growing up and being Carol Burnett's daughter and all that stuff. I mean, one of these days I'm going to get my shit together and do that. So okay. I'll let you know. But <laughs> okay. It's just so easy to talk to you and I don't really have to prepare. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's just like we just talk about whatever. So it was, it's as usual, so much fun. All right. I'll talk to you soon. You take care. Bye-bye. Right, you too. Bye. <laughs>